Attention all personnel. Incoming podcast. This is MASH Matters. Episode 97 of MASH Matters, the podcast celebrating the greatest television series of all time. I'm Ryan Patrick, and he is Jeff Maxwell. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Ryan. Hi. Please, again, sit down, everybody. Please sit down. Please. It's embarrassing. Hey, Ryan, How how's everything? Here we are. Uh, what episode is this? 90- episode 97. It's shocking, is it not? Shocking. <laughs> shocking that we've been able to uh, extend yeah. the shtick. <laughs> For 97 episodes? 97 episodes. With no crowd, with sticks, burning sticks coming after us or anything. They just let us do it. Yeah, we haven't been canceled yet. No. Disney hasn't come along and said, okay, boys, go to prison now. They haven't done that. Not Not yet. Don't let the mouse know anything about it. We do love doing this podcast, and one of the things we love doing is answering questions sent in from listeners. But this episode... We're not going to take any questions. <laughs> We're not going to take any guff either. There's no questions and no guff <laughs> in 97. This episode was inspired by General Mitchell in the episode The Incubator uh-huh. when he said, Now, just a minute. This is a press conference. The last thing I want to do is answer a lot of questions. <laughs> so there's a couple of reasons for this. We're going to read some stuff from listeners, but they're not necessarily questions. They're just more mm-hmm. statements and stories and facts and fun little things. The reason that we're doing this is because, one, we have a lot of these messages. And two, life has just kind of gotten busy. Stuff has happened and just haven't had as much time to research some of the fantastic questions that have come in. So today, due to a lack of preparation (laughs) and research, we're not going to take any questions. So I'm sorry, folks. No questions. We'll we'll, we'll be making some statements and we will not be taking any questions. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Sounds like a hearing, I think. We are going to start with the never-ending Grape Knee-High saga. (laughs) It just keeps going and going and going. I had no idea this would span so many episodes. But I um, have a Grape Knee-High rash, I think. (laughs) It's all over me. It's a dark blue, and I don't know whether it's real, a real rash or a made-up rash. I don't know. A real rash, like real grape flavor? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because that's where this all began. This yeah. all began with a listener writing in and saying, hey, Radar referred to Grape Nehi having real grape flavor, but he could find then no actual evidence that there was real grape flavor in Nehi. In fact, it says artificially flavored on the bottle. Mm-hmm. And so we have a message here from Victor saying, hi, Jeff and Ryan. I'm a longtime listener, but a first time commenter of all the things I could comment on. I will chime in on the great grape Nehi controversy. I've included a couple of old advertisements and news articles that clearly state Nehi was a true fruit beverage. So early on in Nehi's history, many flavors were available. It's also interesting that it appears production was stopped during World War II because of a sugar shortage. Luckily for Radar, it was reintroduced in the late 40s. I really enjoyed the podcast. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Victor. We will include a couple of the pictures that Victor included in his message in the show notes for this episode, episode 97 at mashmatters.com. Now, are they pictures of fruit or what would, what's going, what is that going to be? It's a rather be? personal question. I think so. <laughs> they're, they're pictures of like news stories and advertisements. I see. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But it doesn't stop there. It certainly doesn't. It goes on and on and on. <laughs> John says, 
When Radar says real grape flavor, I think he is using real as a slang word for really. He believes that Nehi really has a lot of grape flavor, regardless of being natural or not. Well, that seems logical. I can understand that. That is a real theory for this uh, really interesting question. Mm -hmm. It's a real theory. Okay, uh, well, one more thing here with Nehi. Brian says, of course Rosie had to mark up her prices on radar. She had to make up for all the free, quote-unquote, coffee that she was giving to Muldoon. Thank you, Brian, for that. So maybe, I've said this before, and I've been wrong, but maybe that's it for the Grape Nehi discussion. Oh, please. Oh, thank you. I'm on my knees. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to move on to John, who says, hey, Jeff and Ryan, thanks for reading my letter many episodes back regarding Canadian references in MASH. I wanted to bring up the often hard to pronounce by outsider's name of my province. Even Canadians not from here mispronounce it, so don't feel too bad. The proper way to pronounce, as I said it, Saskatchewan is Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Am I saying it right? Saskatchewan. That's what that's what he says here. But if you're from here, usually it just gets shortened to Saskatchewan. First of all, I, he has more to say here, but I I had no idea. I've always, my entire life, always heard Saskatchewan, and it it, it actually created the lottery phrase "you scratch, you win." Is actually. <laughs> That's the way they've used that for years now. I hope they pay Canada for it. Or it's an ointment state. I don't know. When <laughs> is this the about your I rash know. again? Is that what you're talking about? Uh, okay. So he goes on. This is really this is really wild. I want to share with you a gaffe that I noticed in a recently rewatched episode, as well as a funny mention from a totally different show. In the season six episode, Your Hip Parade, when in the OR over Alan Alda's left shoulder, David Ogden Styers does absolutely nothing but stand there throughout these particular setup shots. He's not even pretending to work on the patient in front of him. He even looks off stage a few times. Once you've seen it, you can't help but watch it for now. Okay, I'll come back to this. He goes on and says, The MASH mention occurs in the 2016 miniseries 112263 starring James Franco. It's an adaptation of the Stephen King book of the same name where a man goes back to 1963 to stop the assassination of JFK. In the episode The Killing Floor, Franco's character is asked by the owner of a rooming house if he served in the military. Arnold's got the bronze star for bravery. Wow. That's what I said. I wanted to frame it and put it up in the house, but he won't let me. You serve... Uh, yeah. Uh, Korea, two tours. Uh, right. What unit? MASH, 4077th. It's a funny moment in what becomes a dark and disturbing scene. So, the episode Your Hit Parade. I went back and reviewed this, and you're right. I, once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. There it is wild, Jeff. It is absolutely wild. Wow. Alan is doing some serious acting. There is like his patient is hemorrhaging. There is something it something is not going well uh, with the operation. But in the background, and I had never noticed this, in the background, David Ogden Styers is just standing there looking bored to death. <laughs> 
Oh it's wild. Wow. He does. He is not acting. He is not performing surgery. He is just standing there. He even <laughs> glances, like he says, he kind of glances off screen. Um, he's just kind of looking around. Wow. I'm going to take a look at that too. I haven't seen it. And I don't know. I I'm real curious. That's very it's crazy. It's hard to, to, to believe that yeah. David would just sit there and, you know, look at the air for no reason whatsoever. Wow. It's crazy. Everybody go check it out. Our hit parade. It's uh, early in the episode. One of the first scenes in the OR. You'll know it when you see it. And uh, Adam writes, dear Mash Matters, after listening to the GW Bailey episode, which was a lot of fun. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. I went back and rewatched all the Rizzo episodes of MASH, and the real standout episode is Blood Brothers Season 9, Episode 18. First of all, Jeff has two scenes, and in his first scene, Father Mulcahy says, jocularity, jocularity. <laughs> then, of, was that good or was that embarrassing? Did I embarrass myself, Ryan? <laughs> he, did, he didn't no? say it like that, but yes, oh, he did say it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> then, of course, there is Rizzo and his motor pool mafia <laughs> and their roaming craps game that keeps popping up around the camp. Then it keeps getting better with guest star Patrick Swayze and some touching and heavy moments. And just when you think that a MASH episode cannot get any better, Father Mulcahy has one of his best moments in the entire series with his underprepared sermon introducing the visiting Cardinal Reardon. I was born a year before MASH premiered, and I've never known a world without it. Thank you so much for your podcast and all the fans that keep the show alive. Ah, oh, well, that's very nice. Thank you, Adam. Yeah. I'm going to have to go back and look at uh, that show because <laughs> I don't remember any of this. You, you've got some homework <laughs> after this episode. I do. I got to get busy. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. Steven wrote in. His message has to do with a Christmas movie. So why are we talking about Christmas? Well, because this message came in before <laughs> Christmas and we didn't get to it. But, you know, there are people out there, Jeff, who watch Christmas movies all year round. I think they're kind of nuts, but... <laughs> I mean, hey, to each his own. Kinda. I, I don't. <laughs> I, I'm I'm one of those guys that can't listen to Christmas music until yeah. like after Thanksgiving right. and watch anything Christmassy. Yeah. For all of you who watch Christmas movies all year round, this is from Steven. It says, hi, Jeff and Ryan. I found your podcast about a year ago and enjoy listening to both of you and learning more about one of my favorite TV shows. I'm also a fan of Christmas movies, and one of my all-time favorites is a made-for-TV movie called The Gathering that came out in 1977 starring Edward Asner and Maureen Stapleton. I watched the movie a few nights ago and was struck by how many of the actors appeared in MASH episodes. John Randolph, best known for playing Clark Griswold Sr. in Christmas Vacation, he also appeared in Season 8, Episode 1, Too Many Cooks, playing General Bud Haggerty. He is the general responsible for reassigning your previous guest, Ed Begley Jr., back to the unit to be their cook. He appears in this movie. Lawrence Pressman, he's in the next episode of Season 8, Episode 2, Are You Now Margaret, playing the congressional aide Williamson. He was the civilian investigating Margaret for possible communist sympathies. He's also in this movie. Gail Strickland. She appeared in season nine, episode 15, Bottoms Up, playing Captain Helen Whitfield, the close friend of Margaret's who was revealed to be an alcoholic. She's also in there. Edward Winter, who plays Gail Strickland's love interest in the movie and, of course, played Colonel Flagg in several episodes. And then Gregory Harrison in season five, episode five, The Nurses, as Lieutenant Tony Baker, the soldier who paid a surprise visit to the camp to spend a night with his wife who was confined to her tent by Margaret. Garrison goes on to play Gonzo Gates in the MASH spinoff Trapper John, M.D. 
All of these people appear in the 1977 holiday classic, The Gathering. (laughs) And uh, he goes on to say, thank you for rekindling memories of watching MASH. I hope you both have a Merry Christmas. Well, uh, thanks, but you know Christmas is still like ten months away. But we appreciate it, Stephen. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, that early greeting is very nice. Thank you very much, Stephen. Only ten shopping months until Christmas. Well, that is interesting. That's interesting. It is. Yeah, yeah. Huh. lots of mash connections there. So yeah. that, again, that's called the Gathering. I don't know how you can find the Gathering. I don't know if it's available for streaming or if you can find it for free on YouTube. But just search it. The Gathering, nineteen seventy-seven. You know, it sounds like a creepy movie. The gathering sounds like something, you know, <laughs> crows suddenly start flying around the barn and they That's attack true. the little girl or something happens. Something like that. Now, that I would watch. Well, yeah. Bad crows. <laughs> that's a that's a weekend. <laughs> Bad crows. Uh, <laughs> As opposed to good crows. Yeah, good crows. Upstanding crows. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Oh. Gosh, we have fun, don't we? My goodness. See how much fun it is not answering questions? It's great, isn't it? Never going to answer another question again. (laughs) And Chadley says, hey, guys. Chadley's a cool name. Is that? It is, isn't it? It's great. I know. Hello, I'm Chadley. Good to see you, Commander. (laughs) I like that. Chadley. All right. Well, Chadley says, hey, guys, just wanted, well, we lost Chadley probably. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to click us off real quick. (laughs) Hey, guys, just wanted to thank you and tell you how excited I am I found this. I am an official super fan. I was six when MASH first came on. Too young to know or care, but within a couple of years, like Ryan, I was watching with my mom. To make a long story short, almost 50 years later, and it is the last thing I watch every single night. I've tried to compute how many times I've seen every episode, but it's just too much to estimate. There's an undescribable connection I have with the show. It's actually soothing to watch. Enough already. You get it. Anyhow, wanted to say thanks for the podcast. I just discovered it and will be binge listening to get caught up. Also, quick note to Jeff. Thank you for your work on the show. Well, you're welcome. Thank you, Chadley. I loved your character. I always loved the scene where you are standing in front of a burning barrel. Burns walks up and asks you where you got the wood. Then after you deliver the line, you give a shrug shoulder look. That's hilarious. I still laugh every time I see it. Great work, man. All right. Now you can laugh at my mash addiction. Merry Christmas. Hey, well, that's very nice. Thank you for saying that. And you know, that was incredibly improvised by a brilliant improvis- <laughs> brilliant speaker like me. Um, <laughs> I couldn't talk, so I just shrugged my shoulders. What else could I do? No, that was a fun scene, actually. I remember it as well, and I thought that was a funny thing to do, and uh, they left it in. They didn't yell at me, so it must have been okay. Thank you, Charlie, though, for picking it out. I, I yeah. Thank you. That that means a lot to me. I appreciate that. I don't understand why David Ogden Stiers was standing behind you looking <laughs> bored, but, you know, besides that, it was it was great. Wouldn't it be funny if we see him in a lot of different shows doing that and nobody noticed it? Yeah, exactly. Now I'm going to start yeah. watching him and everything in the background and see if he's actually paying attention or not. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Mary says, hi, Jeff and Ryan. I love your podcast and love MASH. Oh, thanks. Uh, You guys are hilarious, and I always learn something about the show. 
Good. Uh, it's also fun going down memory lane, and I often laugh as soon as I hear the title of a MASH episode that you're referring to because I remember it so well and know some of what's coming. I find both of you very down-to-earth and empathetic with the listeners who write in or call in sharing sensitive topics. I look forward to your podcast, and it's a good pick-me-up. My goodness. This, mm. geez, I, she, I didn't yeah. even pay her for wow. this. This is amazing. I did. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. While I wasn't a subscriber when the podcast first started, I have listened to all the episodes I told others about MASH matters i recommended it to them because it is one of my favorite podcasts i just listened yesterday to the podcast episode when you all mentioned another podcast american catholic history in which father mulcahy is the subject of an episode i listen to a number of podcasts and try out new ones that sound particularly interesting i'm catholic and so when you brought up the american catholic history podcast it got my attention it surprised me that father mulcahy would be recognized as an american catholic historical figure only because he was a tv show character I guess I shouldn't be too surprised because MASH is an American institution. So I looked it up and subscribed to it. I've been listening for a few hours now, and I'm loving it. There are so many people I have never heard of, and when the episode is about someone I'm familiar with, they talk about things I didn't already know. Thank you for directing me to this amazing podcast. And I'm realizing now that we should have reached out to the folks at American Catholic History Podcast and said, hey, give us a cut. Because we're sending so many new listeners your way. Come on, give us something. Really? I mean, right? gee. And, I mean, you know, those folks have a good, sizable amount of money. <laughs> they could afford a little bit here and there, <laughs> I think. Don't they? They have a bunch. At the very least, throw a few blessings our way, right? Yeah. I, mean, you know, I, I go for <laughs> I go for a blessing. Absolutely. That's the cool yeah. thing about podcasts is whatever you're interested in, you're going to find a podcast about it. Mm -hmm. Just go look for it. If there is a, a topic that you're interested in, you will find a podcast about that topic. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying that podcasts will be good. <laughs> I can't, can't tell you that. But at least there's something out there. So the podcasting world is kind of cool. <laughs> I, I'd like to throw out, perhaps we could ask for someone who might uh, contact us and uh, let us know the strangest podcast they've heard or the strangest subject they've ever heard that a podcast <laughs> did. I'd be interested in hearing what that would be. You yeah. might be uh, starting like a new knee-high conspiracy. This might oh, be the new no. thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. You, Cut you're that opening out. the floodgates. Uh, no, nope. nope. well, it's we'll staying in. Oh, it's staying no. in. No. Oh, no. Um, speaking of podcasts, there's another message yeah. coming up here from Joel. Hey, Joel says, hi, Jeff and Ryan. Along with listening to MASH Matters for the past couple of years, I also listened to David Spade and Dana Carvey's podcast, Fly on the Wall. Who are David Spade and Dana Carvey? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> two current episodes are a tribute to their friend, Chris Farley. What's different about these episodes is that they interview multiple people instead of just one. Now, the reason I'm writing you guys is because the musical transition in between their guest interviews is the unmistakable first four guitar notes from the MASH theme. I haven't heard why they chose to use it. Maybe they say it in the second part, but the idea of it works for me in that it's a sad minor chord that represents the loss of their friend, but that sad theme song also represents a lot of laughs and a lot of fun times, just like they had with Chris Farley. Well, maybe that's why they do it. Let's get them on the phone. Uh, Ryan, call uh, call Spade and Carby. What are they? See if they're well. First of all, get the dog, and then call Spade and Carby. Let's get them on the phone. So I listened to this, and I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. He was amazing. His core, you know, and he laughed yeah. so hard at your jokes, and he was so eager. Yeah, he was a sweet guy.
Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's it, people use that song a, a lot. I mean, I think they use, but but oh, the opening notes of certain songs can sound very familiar, and you know, still not be necessarily the same. I don't know. So Dana Carvey and David Spade, this this podcast, Fly on the Wall, I've actually been listening to it for the past year or two. It, it came out January of 2022. It's the two of them interviewing and talking to people about Saturday Night Live. Oh, were they on it? Were they on Saturday Night Live? That's my understanding. I've, you know, I've never seen the show, but I've heard it's good. <laughs> okay. But I think it's a true testament to MASH and also a true testament to this podcast right here that obviously David Spade and Dana Carvey were inspired by our podcast and the show MASH to incorporate that musical sting into their latest episodes as well. It just shows the far-reaching impact of this podcast. And obviously, since our podcast is in its fifth year and they're only in their first year they obviously were inspired by us i <laughs> certainly of course and uh, how could they not be <laughs> if you liked saturday night live i do recommend checking it out fly on the wall and david and dana if you're listening you're welcome for the new influx of listeners that we're sending to your struggling little podcast <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on becky says, greetings from Nebraska. I recently found the podcast and I'm enjoying it all. Like so many others, my connection is from childhood memories. Most of the time, if we were watching TV when dad came home, he either made us turn it off or change the channel. With only three channels to choose from, it usually was just turned off. Unless MASH was on. I own all the DVDs and have watched every episode many times. My late brother-in-law, who died in 1983 in an Army Special Ops training accident, collected beer cans. One of the most unusual cans is this can of mash beer. I thought maybe you'd be interested in seeing it. No, it's not full. I sure hope he enjoyed it. Thank you for your work sharing mash memories. Mm. Jeff, are you familiar with mash beer and have you ever consumed mash beer? I am familiar with mash beer. When it came out, I got a six pack mm -hmm. and never tasted it. And I don't know where the, it is anymore. <laughs> I can't find it. <laughs> Somebody may have stolen it from me. I don't know. I was going to try it, yeah. but I never did. And I wish I had. And I wish I still had the six pack. Well, I do have a six pack of it. You do? What? I do. Wait a minute. You didn't, you didn't take mine, did you? Did you no. take mine? <laughs> Unless you sold it on eBay a long, long time ago. No, I didn't. I mean, I bought this thing, I think, back in like the late 90s. Back in eBay's infancy is when I think I found this. I have a full six pack of mashed beer. It, it will never be opened. Uh, I can't imagine. It's not like a fine wine. I'm pretty sure it doesn't age well. <laughs> and from the reports that I've read online from people who did taste mashed beer back in the day, it was not good at all. <laughs> Which explains why there's no mashed beer today, probably. <laughs> yeah. Now that I think about it, uh, if it didn't taste good, that really kind of falls in line with mashed beer, right? I mean, it, yeah, why would mashed does. beer taste? I right. mean, Igor probably had a hand in making it, right? Maybe. Yes, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he was very responsible for brewing some of that beer. So it makes sense yeah. that it would taste terrible. You know, I'm curious if you bought that six pack on eBay. We don't have any. Do you have any idea where it came from? What state it was in? Was it in? No, 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 no. clue. So it could have come from, you know, uh, Wisconsin or it could have come from uh, California, could have come from anywhere. Mm -hmm. And it was sent to you, right? Yes. So <laughs> it would be really 
amusing to try and open one can and just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of, of carbonation in those cans and what well, it what the trip from wherever it came from to you did to it, it could be an explosive thing. You might put it in the garage. It now I do I, I will tell you, I do have an extra can of it too. <gasps> oh. A listener sent and I, I forgive me, I you know who you are, uh sent it to me a long time ago. And I, I haven't known what to do with it yet, but maybe that's it. Maybe I should shoot a video of opening. I'm not going to taste it, though. I can't. I don't. I, I, I mean, it'd be like drinking formaldehyde at this point, wouldn't it? We're talking beer that's yeah. sat in a, a can for 30 plus years. But I, we, I, we could open it and see what it looks like and smells like. And Well, give it to Walter. See what happens. And then you can decide. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Have the car running and take him to the right. vet. But let's see, <laughs> right. <laughs> see if he can licks it up. All right. Maybe <laughs> maybe we'll do that. Maybe, you know, yeah. maybe be when we, fun. Uh, yeah. sometime soon we'll crack open that one can, that bonus can, and see, <laughs> see what comes out. <laughs> see what, I don't know. It oozes or crawls out of that <laughs> can. <laughs> Yeah, it could be it could be interesting. Okay, uh, yeah. let's move on. Here we have a voicemail. This one coming to us from Brian. Hi, this is Brian Ridgeway from Grand Rapids, Michigan. I just stumbled on your podcast, and I just think it's terrific. Sadly, I just heard the one uh, regarding Roy Goldman. I had no idea he's been gone for so long. So that was a sad note, but it was really cool to hear about his work on the show and uh, to hear the interview with his son was really exceptional. And I appreciated it because I always saw him in the background, always wondering, why don't they give that guy more to do? Anyways, um, thank you for that episode. That was really terrific. I, I do have one suggestion. I'd like to see someone talk to, um, and I wish I knew his name, but Timothy Brown's son, who I believe is a musician and is an artist and pretty creative. But I, I'd love to hear from him and talk to him about his dad's involvement with the show since he was one of the carryovers from the film. He might have some interesting things to say. So anyways, that's it. Uh, thanks for your hard work. Maybe you should call it MASH Still Matters. Maybe that'll a little pun on the word still, but anyways, we appreciate your work. Look forward to more episodes, and I will definitely support you. Thanks. As far as I can tell, uh, Timothy Brown's son's name is Sean, and I do have a way to reach out to him, and maybe we will uh, drop him a note and see if he would be interested in coming on, because Timothy Brown was a part of the film, and then a part of the first season of MASH, and then just went away, just disappeared. So, Sean, if you're listening, we'll probably be dropping you a message here soon. And uh, thanks for uh, uh, your kind words about Roy Goldman. He was a wonderful guy, very good friend of mine, a terrifically talented guy. And I've said it before, had he been a little bit less shy, uh, he would have had 13 different television shows because he was a very, 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 very funny guy. But he was just a little shy. So every time you saw him, he would have been in more, I think, but uh, it, he was, every time they said, okay, Roy, we're going to do a little scene with you, and he would start chattering his teeth would go, <laughs> and he'd get real nervous, and he'd wander around, and he wouldn't know where he was, and he just got really, really, really uptight, and really nervous, but he always did what he was supposed to do very well, so he had it in him. He had a great sense of humor. He was a terrifically intelligent guy, bodybuilder, too, mm -hmm. a very, very accomplished bodybuilder, so Great guy. 
Wonderful guy, Mike Goldman. Yeah, and we really enjoyed visiting with his son, Brian, and that was episode 45. So if you're interested in hearing, if you haven't heard that, or if you'd like to listen to it again, just go back and look for episode 45 in your podcast player or at mashmatters.com. Yep, great idea. And Steve writes, he says, hello, guys, I just visited the MASH site out at Malibu Creek State Park on December 22nd. I just want to let you guys and any fans planning on visiting the site in the near future that they did put a bridge crossing over the river. They have removed said bridge now, so it is a little sketchy crossing. It is possible. Thanks, Jeff and Ryan, for an awesome podcast. So they put the bridge there and then they took it away, I guess. Is According that- to Steve, the bridge that they recently put in is no longer there. Now, huh. I think we're going to hopefully be talking to our friend Brian from Malibu Creek State Park soon. So we might have to ask him about that. Yeah. Because that's one of the things, you know, when we had the 50th anniversary celebration, one of the nice things, one of the perks of uh, being a part of that celebration is that you and I, Jeff, got to drive in. <laughs> yes. So I didn't experience what it's like to hike into the mash set. And someday I'm going to go back. Some one of these days, I'm going to go back and I'm going to do the hike and walk the whole way so I can see what that's like. You come back. Let's do that. We'll get a film crew and you and I see which one of us survives and if we can get there. Uh-huh. I mean, I think it's what, two and a half miles right. or something. Let's go. Like a race. A, we'll have a, a race, race there. Let's go at the, at the height mm-hmm. of summer. <laughs> and see okay which one, and yeah. then yeah when we get there we'll crack open that can of mash beer and <laughs> the loser has to drink it how about that huh perfect guaranteeing that <laughs> he will not get back alive exactly. out of the park <laughs> great idea this is big this is this could be a a, a limited series actually if we do this right <laughs> very limited if yeah, we drink very. that beer very limited yeah <laughs> James. James says, hi, guys. In the episode of Moose and Men, I've often wondered why, as Hawkeye and Frank are traveling home from a medical emergency where they have been uh, operating on civilians involved in a bus accident, they're held up at a traffic spot where a colonel is checking civilians for bombs. Hawkeye beeps the horn and then is waved ahead, and then he splashes mud on that colonel. After Hawkeye is chewed out by the colonel, he says his lines and drives away. In the next scene, Hawkeye and Frank are seen driving into camp with a bunch of injured people, including that same colonel. Here's the question. Did the explosion happen after they drove away, but they just happened to hear it and turn around? Or somehow did they work back in time through a wormhole and come on to the scene again? Ha ha. Just curious. Well, James, we would answer your question, but I'm afraid we're not taking any questions this episode. So <laughs> it's too bad, too bad, too. That bad timing, James. Answer. Just yeah. terrible timing to ask a question. A but shame. thank you so much for writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I will say, if we were taking questions, I would probably say I have no idea. Yeah. Which is one of the standard answers here on Mash Matters. <laughs> Interesting. Really. So we're still not answering questions. <laughs> no. Because we don't know. Give it another shot, James. Give it another shot. We may answer something. <laughs> James, I have often wondered the same thing about that particular episode. And interestingly enough, I have never wondered that about that episode. Not once. (laughs) Actually, not once. I don't know why, but not once. If I was to vote, though, I'd say wormhole, just because it's fun to say. Okay. Wormhole. Yeah. If you say wormhole, it gives you a little lilt. You know, wormhole. Oh, wormhole. It's true. That's true. I don't know. Maybe not. So Chris says, greetings, Jeff and Ryan from Wenatchee, Washington. Or is it Wenatchee? I don't know. Wenatchee? Wenatchee? I have no idea. Uh, My name is Chris. I can say Chris. We know what that says. And I've been a MASH fan since middle school. Like many people, uh, I too love and adore 5 o'clock Charlie. Let me explain. 
As a young child in the 90s, I would watch my cartoons on Disney and Nickelodeon. One hour here, one hour there. In the evening, I would watch an hour of Gilligan's Island. After that was MASH. I would always freak out and change the channel because I thought it was an old, boring show due to the low quality the intro was shot in. One day, while channel surfing, I came across a show with a plane flying through the air and a couple of silly guys sitting watching him try to bomb them. I thought this was funny, so I continued to watch. That whole episode made me laugh, so much so that my mother came out from her office to see what I was watching. I found out at the end that it was MASH, the show I had been avoiding. Me, Chris, (laughs) I had been avoiding that show. When the next episode came on, I gave it a chance and enjoyed it too. MASH has always been a part of my life since then, and I have made many friends over MASH, some older, some younger than me. I currently am introducing MASH to my children who refer to it as your doctor show. (laughs) (laughs) I own all 11 seasons and the movie. Jeff, I would like your cookbook. I believe that due to the podcast, the price has gone up and it is now in demand. Also, I have an idea for your next copy. Why not add items to the pages like food that has been spilled on it? 11 onions, cross out 11 in red, and then I write the correct amount. Make it look and feel like a real handmade cookbook, not just something from a printing press. Oh, that's a good idea. Lastly, explaining Hawkeye's mother. I believe that when he asked his father to say, hi, mom, he was asking him to say hi when his father stopped by her grave. Thank you. Keep up the awesome work. Here's looking up your old address. Well, Chris, my goodness, thank you for that. That's a lot. Mm. And I'm so glad that you didn't ask a question because we can't answer it. <laughs> but that's nice that you found it as a young child and in, you know, in the midst of all those cartoons from Disney and Nickelodeon and you found MASH. That's a wonderful thing. And if you would like 100,000 cookbooks, please let me know. <laughs> I will splatter food all over them, uh, personally. Personally splattered. (laughs) Personally splattered by Jeff Splatter Maxwell. (laughs) And finally, Thomas says, Greetings, Jeff and Ryan from Toledo, the land of Tony Pacos. Thomas Ah. here. Now that the holidays are over, I finally have a chance to write. After finding the podcast last year, I binged the entire series and finally got caught up. Now I feel I can send this email and share a thing or two relevant to all of our interests. I started watching MASH in early high school as my parents had been watching it for a while. I was on the high school yearbook staff as an artist, and one year I wrote a skit we performed to announce the annual yearbook sale to the rest of the students. I based it on MASH, of course, an OR scene, where somehow ordering yearbooks would solve the mail snafu the unit was experiencing. I don't know either. It was a long time ago. I'm an Eagle Scout, and during summer camp, I made a swamp sign to hang above our tent door. Such a MASH nerd. I often found the sign in other places, like in the cans of water we kept near the tents in case of fire. The sign was dunked there by others in my troop that didn't share my love for the show. Dorks. First of all, I feel like Thomas is working through some stuff here. I don't, you know, whatever. (laughs) Now, the things I wanted to share. I have attached a few images. One is a postcard from Tony Paco's that I intended to send you, but couldn't find a postal address. That's right. We keep that stuff secret. So here you go. Direct from the gift shop of the original Front Street restaurant. Went there over the weekend to celebrate mom's birthday. We all love Paco's about as much as we love MASH. 
Paco's has expanded to four or five restaurants around Toledo, and I think you can get dogs, sauce, pickles, and peppers shipped out to you from their website, TonyPacos.com. Ignore the ominous warnings from your browser about their website certificate. I took that chance and got right to their legitimate site. I should talk to them about that. Oh, boy. At Christmas, while visiting with family, I asked Dad if he could show me the three VHS mash tapes I made for him as a Christmas gift back in the early 90s. In the early 90s, I lived in Toledo after college, and a local station ran two episodes every night, so I would record them at high quality, then re-record them onto another tape, cutting out the commercials, and I was able to fit 17 episodes per tape. (laughs) Take a look at some of the titles I came up with. Some I actually got right, others not so much. I had no idea back then that the episodes even had titles. On the third tape, I named Season 5, Episode 2, Potter and Pierce Pickled in Peril, (laughs) since I had no idea the actual name was Hawkeye Get Your Gun. My title kind of sums up the episode, though. It's true. I made the VHS tapes with paper shopping bags, design markers for the Red Cross, and laser-printed text on clear adhesive film, much like the label paper. They've actually held up pretty well over the decades. Dad takes good care of them. I continued taping episodes for Mom and Dad, but didn't have time to continue with the fancy packaging. Commercial VHS tapes became available in a few years anyway, and now we're up to DVDs. Times change. But don't you guys go changing. Love your work here and looking forward to much more. Thanks for keeping MASH alive. And in case you're wondering, no, I never met Jamie Farr, even though I live in his hometown. Thomas from Toledo, thank you. First of all, we're going to put pictures of his uh, VHS creations, including the show titles. I love that Pierce and Potter pickled in peril. We'll put those in the show notes for this episode, episode 97, mashmatters.com. Another place that we need to add to the Mash Matters tour is Tony Paco's. We need to go there sometime, Jeff. We really do. That would be fun. That would be great. If we survive the hike into the set at the Creek Ranch place. (laughs) And the drinking of the beer. The drinking of the beer. Yeah. Okay. Tony Paco's, I think you should fly us out there, Uh round trip, first class on American Airlines. Right. And we will do a special show from Tony Paco's. Absolutely. That's what we'll do. Thomas, get on that, okay? You're a Toledo connection, so you you get on that. Get Tony on the phone, yeah. Now, Thomas has homework from this episode. Yes, and he has to work out his uh, issues with the nerds and, and the dorks. Because <laughs> right. Unless <laughs> that's, that's a local football team thing. I don't know. And the nerds versus the dorks. The today. Toledo dorks. Yes, I love watching them play. <laughs> the yeah. Toledo dorks. Sponsored by Tony Paco. And hey, if it's yeah. possible, get us to fly out there during the summer so we can go catch a, a mud hens game. I like it. See? This is big. We have a lot of fun stuff to do. This is the trouble we get into when we don't answer any questions. <laughs> That's right. When we don't have to put forth the brain power to answer questions, we start, you know, dreaming up other things that we probably will never, ever do. But, you know, hey, we can dream, can't we? And, you know, I'm so relaxed I didn't have to think of an answer. I just feel wonderful. <laughs> don't you feel revived? And it's true. It's true. Wonderful? It is. It's yeah. nice. Okay. It's nice. It is. You're right. We may never answer a question again. Not that we really no. answered them to begin with, but... <laughs> Not a one. Thank you to everybody who sent in these messages and voicemails and whatnot. And uh, thanks to our Patreon VIPs. Hey, you can support the show for as little as $3 a month and join folks like Edward and Karen, Jamie and Terry and our friend from uh, Ukraine, Kesanaya and uh, Barbara and Bob and Ethan and Joanna and Jonathan. You, you know who you are. You wonderful folks who support the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mashmatters.com slash support. You can uh, support the show and we'll send you some cool swag for doing so. 
All right. Is that it? We have no answers. That's it. We have nothing to say. Not taking questions, not giving answers. The match matters since 2018. <laughs> yeah. It was fun, though. I had yeah. fun. Me too. Let's do it again sometime. How about in like two weeks? Sounds good to me. Okay. Until then, here's looking up your old address. 